In a world filled with incredibly remarkable human beings, it's my mission to shine light on some of the stories and lessons that we accrue during our time here. My goal is to fill you with the same hope and inspiration I found in some of my friends along the way. What I've also found is sometimes inspiration doesn't always slap you in the face. Sometimes an immense bond or a chance situation will reveal the greatest of all inspirations. However you receive your message, hearing another's perspective on life's challenges and triumphs will help you to put some of your own anguish and concerns at ease. We will learn together that there is far more that unites us than the objects that tear us apart. We are going to simplify our lives as we grow together on this mission of finding more hope in our everyday life. So, sit back and relax. I want you to enjoy the ride. Hello everyone and welcome back. I have a super special amazing guest with me today. It's wild because I guess we knew each other a long time before this podcast and I'm just coming to learn that. I came across Lauren Sing Sank. My wife shared with me a very inspirational video about her daughter Eliza and when I saw the video I knew that she was someone that I had to have on the podcast. Lauren, welcome to the world with Nate. I'm excited you're here. Thank you. I am very excited to be here as well. Heck yeah. And you're coming from where? You're not in the studio, in the new Pixel Lab studio with me today. You are coming from no, where? No, unfortunately. I am in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Okay. Lots of snow. It's beautiful. Snow. We don't have snow yet here. <laughs> knock much. on wood. Oh, luckies. Heck yeah. So what brings you to Minnesota? Because you're an Iowa kid. I had said that we uh, had a pass together. Yes, I'm an Iowa kid at heart, um, but my husband's job brought us to Minnesota. Um, he got a phone call that he just couldn't refuse, and my amazing sister Janelle lives here, and so we moved from Chicago to Minnesota, and it's definitely home now. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Heck yeah, I like hearing that. That's awesome. I, uh, what do you think of Chicago being from um, Iowa? Good experience? <laughs> well, Funny enough, we lived we lived right across from the Lincoln Park Zoo, okay. and there's this beautiful farm there. And I joked like it's a little piece of home, um, but Chicago is also magical and so different from. I never thought I would love it, but the experiences, the people, yeah, it's definitely a good place to be too. Heck yeah, that's cool to hear. I haven't spent a lot of time there, but it's on the bucket list. The Irish, uh, yes. what they do with the river, they turn that green. Right? Yes, That's you have me. to go. You have to go. Well, now I have a tour guide from Minnesota who can take me with. I'll be there. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had mentioned, you know, uh, my wife, she had shared a video about your daughter. Um, when was you, you guys have one daughter, correct? And you're expecting. Yes. Yes. You're expecting. Soon. Heck yeah. It should mm -hmm. be. Um, when is the expectant date for the new babe? February 8th, the new babe should be here, hopefully. So right after Christmas, and then you guys will be getting ready for a new baby. Ooh, yeah, equally excited and terrified. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, you've already <laughs> done it once, so the second time isn't as scary, right? Let's hope so. Heck yeah. And Eliza, your first daughter, she was born when? 
Eliza was born May 17th, um, 2019. Okay. And what did that look like? Oh, well, you are just going to make me cry right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I we had this really perfect, wonderful pregnancy. Okay. Everything was easy. All my doctors said everything looks great. I was 29. Okay. And so you are always offered the opportunity to do genetic testing. And we had always said, like, why does that matter? No matter what, a baby comes, we'll be our baby, and we will love it. And so, no, we didn't do any testing. We, however, equally, my husband Josh and I both had this really intense gut feeling that just something was a little different. Okay. And uh, we were on this baby moon. We were in San Diego and we saw this sweet little boy and he had Down syndrome. And we looked at each other and I said, do you think our baby's going to have Down syndrome? And he said, yeah. No way. And, and you know, like that was kind of it. We were both on the same page, like of that gut feeling, but you kind of push it into the back of your head, right? Like this pregnancy is great. I'm going to have a healthy baby. That's you just dream of what it's going to be like. And then things took quite the turn of events on that May morning. I was actually at school with my 25 year olds that morning when I went into labor. So that, that could be a whole nother podcast in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So you said you were, you were in class, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. I have been teaching kindergarten for nine years. Okay. So you are with all these, uh, these kids that morning. And I'm trying that morning, I am trying to read a story to them. And I kept having to pause like, Oh, wait, uh, and finally, the rest of my teammates were like, Lauren, you're in labor. You need Time to, to go. go. But I was two weeks early. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. It's pretty funny looking back at it. Like, oh, yeah, I was in denial. Um, who, took you, so, who took you to the hospital? Well, I, you know, probably shouldn't have. But I drove, drove myself yourself? home okay. from work, which is a half hour drive. I was fine. My dear husband was thinking that this lady was going to be at least 24 hours and it was not <laughs> things were going quick so he's <laughs> he's downtown being like well I have a few meetings I'll come home after this big important one and at first I thought that's fine but he got phone call after phone call he had to make his way home where are you at <laughs> it was no time <laughs> yeah. yeah we so we got to the hospital around 3:30 and she was born at 7:30 so all things yeah. Considered it was relatively quick. For the first one, that's pretty fast, you know. You've heard some yeah. of those, I'm sure, horror stories where it's like it's 35 hours of birth or those right. warrior ladies who are going through that kind of stuff. Warriors. Yeah. Women are warriors. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we've had four ourselves and it's like every time it is so crazy to me to see the yes. whole pregnancy and to see birth. It's just, it's completely changed my life, you know. Yep. It's a miracle. Babies are miracles. Exactly. So you guys have this miracle in your lap. We have this miracle. May 17th. Yes. So so it was time to to push, time to go. And then we had just, I think we had just a nurse and our midwife. So all was calm. Okay. 
And this very second she came out, um, people just started flooding into our room. Okay. And as a mom who just gave birth, like you just know something's up. And they're not putting her on my chest and we're not really hearing her cry. And, and so they take her and they're working on her. And here I am. Are things okay? Is everything all right? And a nurse practitioner walked over. And this is before I had even seen my daughter. She held my hand and she said, um, Lauren, I know this is not what you want to hear but we suspect that your baby has down syndrome. And so there's, wow. I haven't even seen her, right? I just get told this news. She finally starts crying. They put her on my chest and for two seconds and they whisk her away. And Josh goes with her because she's having trouble breathing. And, and Josh, that was always our plan. Josh is your husband. Josh is my husband. Okay. He, he went with her to the NICU and there I was alone for hours with this news to myself. Just stewing, right? Ooh, boy. I can't imagine. Just stewing. Yeah. And, you know, I, like I knew in my gut that this, that something was going to happen, but hearing the words, uh, it really does take your breath away and not being able to process with your partner is unimaginable. I mean, you don't expect things to go that way. Yeah. And so, you know, I equally say it was one of the like best days of my life. My sweet girl is here. Uh, but it was also one of the worst nights too, because here I am with this, bomb dropped on me alone so challenging right yes and and you know when you have a baby with down syndrome people do not know what to say to you and i don't blame them they don't have experience with it they knew better than to say sorry that's a whole nother so like that is one of the things that i had um spoken with you before we had even jumped on the air is i was a little bit reluctant to even um, ask you to come on because of my ignorance. I've never um, had anyone in my family who's um, uh, had Down syndrome. I don't know yep. much about it. I don't really know how to address the terms and what's proper and what's not. And you did mm -hmm. such an amazing job in that video. I knew that I could learn something from you. And if, if I mean, <laughs> I know I have a lot to learn. But if I can, I'm sure another person can. And that's why you're here. I mean. That's why I'm here. Heck yeah. You, that's what you want to do now. I mean, you got that news. And yes. like you said, by yourself. You know, I think that all people want to be better people, right? And this is one of the best ways is to go and ask questions and talk to people that have experienced things like this. Mm -hmm. So can learn. Yeah, rule number one, never, ever say that you are sorry for the birth of a baby born with Down syndrome. Right. It's a baby. The best thing is to say congratulations. Of course, those parents are going to be having, you know, maybe a hard time or they might be struggling, but 
they just had a stinking baby. That's amazing. It's a miracle. And so itself. yes, rule number one, congratulations. Heck yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. We got that one. I got that one down. Heck yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you had, you had your beautiful baby and you named her Eliza, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. When did that piece um, come? So you had said that they whisked her away and you're by yep. yourself. What did it look like then? So I'm by myself and I had this magical nurse, Jacqueline. Okay. And I, I was there. She she was meant to be with me. Um, everyone left, and she stayed with me. And yes. at that point, she's a stranger. And now I can sincerely call her a close friend because yeah. she is still there for me and Eliza and Josh. Um, she herself had her own personal experience with the loss of one of her children. And so she was able to connect with me in my deepest grief, and I will call it grief, um, at that moment, that's what I was feeling was the grief of what I had expected to happen. Um, you know, now I've come 180 and I can say like, it was the best day ever. But at the moment, there was a lot of feelings, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and she would just hold my hand and she would tell me like, you are meant to be this little girl's mommy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and she would say, like, like, she is here for a reason. She is going to change the world, and you are going to help her through every step of that. And I can hear her words, That's awesome. her pep talk in my head. And I think, you know, like I said, she was meant to be there with oh, me. Like, without her positivity, I don't know where I would be right. in in my story. And so, That's strong yeah, to those hear. nurses. It's strong to hear. And I tell her all the time, like, you changed my life. She changed my life in the and best way. When you can have that hindsight and look back on those things and realize those those people who have helped you out in those darkest times, that's some strong, that's really strong stuff. And that forges relationships that'll stand the testament of time, right? Yes. And nurses do just not get enough credit. They are incredible <laughs> <Yeah>. humans. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've had a fair share of amazing experiences as well. Yes. So there's a lot of credit to be thrown that way. Yes. So she held your so, hand in this, in this time of gr that you thought was perceived grief. Definitely perceived grief. Um, and when it was time, she again, pep talked me like Lauren, you are going to go meet the most perfect human because really at this point, I had not met Eliza, essentially. Yeah. And so they wheeled me on back to the NICU. And that is a really scary place to be. There are, I think there were 20 babies that you just do not want to see connected to the things that they were connected to. They wheeled me to the back corner. And there was mine. Yeah. And she was covered in cords and tapes and and I remember being like I don't know if I can hold her she's too fragile put her back in <laughs> and they yeah. said you know sit down it's gonna be okay and I took a deep breath and I snuggled her in and the magic happened that's exciting and to hear I love that that moment is it is ingrained into my brain of my perfect baby being in my arms. Heck and yeah. right then and there, I, I said, you know, I, I goodbye grief, like 
hello, perfect angel. And, um, I, you know, of course I still had my, my moments, but I, I became mama bear Heck right yeah. then and there. Of <laughs> the switch, it flipped. It flipped for you. It flipped. That's awesome. It flipped. So I think, you know, me being alone, I just got into my head. I got a little crazy. I needed her to be in my arms. Heck yeah. And that was that. Yeah. So, so started our love story. <laughs> that is, uh, that's an important message for everyone. You don't have to be a mother with a baby. It's important to realize that, you know, there's hard things in life that are going to come to us and you're going to have to stand tall in front of those things. And if you do on the other side of that, a lesson is to be learned. And that's exactly what happened Absolutely. with your beautiful babe. Yeah, Heck she's yeah. perfect. And man, every day I'm just so proud to share her with the world. But being a being a first time parent and you walk in and see I've been in a NICU, that stuff, it's hard to process. And then it being your own child, that's a whole nother ball game. So another ball game. Your, you and your husband was in the NICU with you during this time? Yes. Yep. He was with her the whole time. And uh, when you are born with Down syndrome, the very first medical concern is that you have an issue with your heart. Okay. Over 50% of babies born with Down syndrome will have heart issue and so that they took her and they tested her for tons of things so he really hadn't gotten to experience her yet either okay. which medically speaking they had to do what they had to do right and so thankfully her heart was cleared at that point um we've got a little issue going now but so we were told her biggest struggles at the moment was oxygen so we had to Hold her certain ways. We had to, okay. you know, she was on some oxygen. We were in the NICU for a total of 15 days. Okay. And she just needed, her little body needed to get stronger. It needed to learn how to breathe by itself. And she needed to learn how to eat. Um, babies with Down syndrome really have a hard time with sucking, with swallowing. And so just getting them fed can be a difficult thing to do so 15 days in the grand scheme of things at the time felt, oof, eternity, felt terrible yeah. eternity Heck yeah but now but now looking back i'm like that was the best parent training i've ever had and <laughs> that's you know, a good way to look at it should have a few days in the NICU <laughs> that's a good way to look at it <laughs> yeah lauren that's a positive way to look at it i don't know though i'll say i uh, will skip my turn so i think it's important that we talk I didn't really make a chance for it, but Down syndrome is a genetic disorder? Yes, that's so, a great question. Yeah. So you and I have 46 chromosomes. Okay. You're born, the very second conception happens and the splits start happening. I mean, it happens immediately. Okay. And so Eliza just has an extra copy um, of one of her chromosomes. And so she has three copies of the 21st chromosome. Is it always the 21st chromosome that's affected when we're speaking about Down syndrome? Yes, okay. when you're speaking about Down syndrome, correct. Okay. There's different types of Down syndrome, um, but the most common one is is what Eliza has. And but there are there's something called mosaic Down syndrome, and that is when only some of the cells in your body have 47 chromosomes. Okay. So, so when it's pertaining, who knew? yeah, who knew? Well. I, when I was researching, I read about that, so I learned I'm myself impressed. prior to prior to speaking with you a little bit. But like, I'm no subject matter <laughs> expert. 
So it's uh, abnormal cell division. And yep. uh, that is responsible for what then? What are some of the uh, characteristics that we're talking about? Features, developmental things? Yep. So um, one of their, I think one of their very cutest features is their eyes have this adorable little slant to them. Okay. Um, they usually have quite a flat forehead, a flat profile, the cutest little button noses. Now, like I say, all of this is so cute to me, but um, it is a pretty, you can look at a person with Down syndrome and, and physically see yes, they have Down syndrome, okay. um, which I have come to actually really appreciate that that her disability is a visual disability. Yes. Because the ones that are not visible, uh, that just makes it actually a lot harder for the individual. Um, so yeah, the, the, the physical characteristics are a positive because then somebody right away can see her and say, That's you have strong. Down syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They often only have one crease in the palms of their hands. Uh, they're, I have never they're, known that. <laughs> Okay. Yes, you got to come check out my sweet little two-year-old's hands. They're pretty cute. Okay. They also have huge gaps. Again, these are all these are all possibilities. Not every kid with Down and syndrome has it. And it's a spectrum. Just, it's a spectrum. Okay. Totally. Just like, I mean, I mean, all disabilities, all kids have spectrum Very things. True. It's for sure on a spectrum. Okay. Uh, but another cute one is huge gap in their toes, uh, their big toe and the rest of their toes. Again, like some of my favorite things about her, I'm like, that is all thanks to Down syndrome. Yes, you love, <laughs> you're just in love with this little girl. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. So I didn't really know any of those. Yeah. That's all like kind of physical things. Uh, medically speaking, oh boy, that could get into a wormhole. Yeah. You could either have lots of medical issues or there are some kids born down syndrome that get to go home the Heck next yeah. day so you really just that they try to scare you that's one thing doctors know too much sometimes and yeah. so you have a baby with down syndrome and they tell you a through z could go wrong right and you just hope and you pray that it doesn't happen to you and we've been extremely fortunate so oh, far in our goodness. journey so what I did read too was that, um, you know, each person is individual. There are severe, you know, it's mild, moderate, or sev severe, severe based on some of these things too, you know? Yep. So like we had talked about yep. the uniqueness in each individual person, it's a testament to humanity, which is to cool humanity. too. Yeah. We're all yeah, so different. You nailed it. You nailed it. Like, uh, just like, I don't expect, you know, your daughter to be the same as mine if Eliza was typically developing. It's same with right. kids with Down syndrome. She excels at certain things that other kids with Down syndrome are really struggling at. Um, and, you know, really just depends on the person. Exactly. And so it's, it's a very good lesson of, man, all kids are really just developing at their own pace. And, and you just got to embrace them where they are. Heck yeah. And that's not just... I'm 34 no. and I'm learning stuff today, Lauren, speaking <laughs> with you. So let's give everybody a pass to learn as long as we're willing, right? Yes. And okay. that's what that's what I am excited to give is a pass because before Eliza came around, I thought I knew. I mean, I'm a teacher. I yeah. thought I knew a decent amount, but no, you can always <laughs> learn more. Heck yeah. But when you have that open attitude to be willing to learn, that's what changes, right? That's changes yes. people. 
Heck yeah. Open attitude, open heart. So you talked about, um, you know, you had this 15-day NICU stay. Something that when you shared the news with your with your immediate family and those closest to you, what was that like? How were things processed? You know, we had spoke, you know, yeah. you want to congratulate yeah. them on the birth of their baby. This is a learning yeah. experience for everyone in your family, I'm sure, right? This is new. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I made the phone call first to my sister and my mom. Okay. And this is again when I'm alone. This is when I haven't been with Eliza at all. So I am fragile to yeah. say the least. But I know they're all anxiously waiting for my phone call. Yeah. And so I call and they're excited. I can hear I can hear their joy. I can hear their waiting. And I have to say, you know, I said, Mom, Janelle, I haven't said these words out loud yet, uh, but they think my, Eliza has Down syndrome. And in the silence on the other end, ooh, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to hear because not only am I going through this grieving process, Absolutely. but now I have to hear how my family has to go through it as well. Absolutely. And they are both magical humans. I have the <laughs> greatest family. Um, but like I said, they had to process it too. And so, you know, they both both said, it's going to be okay. You're going to love her. And just that reassurance of, you know, they're, they're, they were not with me. But them holding my hand over the Heck phone yeah. and telling me, like, it is going to be okay. But... I know when I hung up, I find out later that they equally had a hard time, that yeah. there was a lot of tears shed by my family. Um, there's a lot of fear associated with it too. You know, what is going to happen to her? Is there anything wrong medically with yeah. her? So that, that fear of the unknown, unknown is really, really hard when you're in the moment. Yes. And they said all the right things. Uh, but like you said, we said, uh, there's no way to know what you're going to say to somebody going through something like that. Right. And the best advice I have is just to embrace them right away. If somebody calls you and they've got some tough news, it's going to be okay. Cause it will be maybe not right there in that very moment, but if you reassure them and you just show love from the beginning, love, they are Eliza's love. They are Eliza's biggest cheerleaders. Hell yeah. If you just yeah. show that love, right? We can all learn from that one right there. Yes. Heck yeah. Your husband said something that struck me. Uh, don't worry about the future. Celebrate your baby. And when I read that, I was like, dang, this guy. <laughs> that is amazing. I, When I was researching to have you as a, as a guest, I watched an amazing video, and I will share that on my Facebook and social media the um, with Eliza. But he had said that, don't worry about the future, celebrate your baby. And I think that is a testament. And that can be used. People use that yes. for the future. If, yes. You know. He is the most magical partner in the sense of, I 
am a verbalizer and I need to process it and I need to talk it out loud. And he just handled it very differently than I did. Yeah. Um, he was quiet. He would just hold her and snuggle her and he would listen. He was a great listener to all my many, many verbal feelings. Yeah. And then he would go and he would say something like that. And it would just, <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Doesn't say anything all day. And then has, well, you know, the statement of like, the century. <laughs> right. I'm like, what are you thinking right now? Why yeah. am I the only one talking? And then, boom, those Heck would yeah. come out and would totally put me back in my place in the best way. Yeah. That's and strong. It's such a, yeah, it's such a like simple message now that I've been through it, but it's the best message. You have a brand new baby. Yeah. You have to celebrate yep. everything that is happening to you in the moment. There is this perfect human that needs you and you need to be there for them. Heck yeah. I love that. That I think the exact same way. And when I heard your story that I knew it had to, you had to come on here and share it. <laughs> Tell me about Jack's basket. When you were when you were low, there were people that were there for you too that had been through it. Explain that. Yes, to me. Jack's basket again has changed my life. Um, something that I didn't know anything about before Eliza came along. Um, we were asked right away, "Do you want to be in contact with a family that has a child with Down syndrome?" Okay, and that's one of the things and that the hospital does. That's a program. I. That's one of the things that my nurses urged me okay. to do. Back to those amazing nurses. They were the ones that helped connect me. Awesome. And so, what Jack's basket is? This amazing woman, Carissa Carroll. She had a son named Jack, and she had a really rough birth story. She had a birth diagnosis, lots of "I'm sorry"s, no support, and she did not want other families to feel that way. Heck yeah. And so what she does is she connects parents with kids with Down syndrome to new families. And so you just have to fill out a little form. And I mean, an hour later, somebody was texting me, congratulations. That's amazing. Oh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. They're knowing that there was a stranger out there that I had never met that wanted to meet my baby and congratulate me i was like she can be celebrated she does deserve to be celebrated and i think they came the next day and in walks this woman named emily and there was an instant connection instant she had this basket full of goodies and she had a sweet little boy named eli and we bonded immediately okay. she showed me pictures she showed me told, told me stories and just to hear from another parent again it was all about it's going to be okay yeah, and I you're can. gonna love your baby you're gonna love your daughter and and again that was that like i i needed to hear it from certain people but the more i heard it the more i could kind of convince myself too like yes she is perfect she does deserve to be celebrated and uh and now it's it's been amazing. Now I get to deliver baskets to Hell families. Yeah, that is awesome. You've yes. seen it come full circle. Yes. Wow. It has come full circle and I can see they changed my life and now I just want to help others who are going through that too. It is, it is a really lonely 
experience. You feel like you're alone, but I tell you, the in the world of Down syndrome, there they make instant connections. Heck I yeah. feel so grateful for all of the people that have come into our lives. Um, not everybody understands what we go through. No, and so to to just I mean, it takes five minutes before you're like you you're one of my new great friends because we understand each other. Yeah, you guys are both uh, walking walking similar walks, right? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. And that community that you can build with those people immediately, that's strong. Yeah, and they welcome you with open arms. And I think that if you are a person that is willing to ask for help, yeah, you are going to receive it no matter what diagnosis, no matter what your situation is. There are resources out there, but you have to be willing to accept those into your life. Heck yeah, that's a good point to be made too. And that can be across the board for a lot of different things. You had said, this mm -hmm. really struck me, when you had said about um, the diagnosis of being visible or that you could, you know, see some of the things, um, the characteristics of Down syndrome. And you had mentioned that, you know, some things aren't visible. This past mm -hmm. November, I had uh, interviewed military guests and one of the things that affects a lot of military veterans is PTSD and that's something that a lot of times you can't see and we, yep. we don't totally understand those things and those principles and those things can be applied to both of our battles trying to educate and trying to raise awareness on yeah. these things and if we yep, can I couldn't agree more and if we can approach approach them you know willing to teach instead of judge or cut down or ruin and use those as opportunities to make other people better I, I believe you yeah. think we'll both be a lot farther in the end, right? 100%. And I mean, kind of like you said, that's something I don't know a ton about myself. And, and now that I have this daughter who I want other people to learn about, it has kind of become a challenge of my own. Like, what don't you un fully understand? Yeah, that's awesome. How can you become more empathetic? And, and that's really wow. what... You need to go out there and research and ask questions because if you only know what you know, what you know, that's and, all you can know, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I've had some, oof, I've had some rough conversations sure, with some I people. I'm sure, Lauren, my kid is the kid in the grocery store who goes, dad, why is her hair blue? Dad, she has a large butt. Dad. And it's like, oh my gosh. So, but... I, you would handle it a lot better than I do. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> but there are teaching no. moments in those, right? Exactly. I, you know, being a teacher, being a mom, like those are the perfect moments to not shush your kid, right? That is your first instinct is to shh, don't talk about it. We don't want to hurt their feelings. Yes. So it comes from a good place. Mm. You are trying to be kind. You are trying to teach your child how to be kind. Because isn't that what we all want as parents is to have kind little humans that Very we're raising. True. Yes. It, it does not come naturally. It does not. Yes, they are learning from you. Yes, they watch how you interact. But if you don't talk about it, they don't know what they don't know. And so, my goodness, you can walk into my classroom and you can say, um, why can't Eliza talk yet? And any one of my kids will be able to spew out the answer. That <laughs> and, is um, powerful. And I think that's so beautiful. Yes. It's powerful. 
because they ask me crazy questions. And sometimes I laugh and I'm like, oh, it's good that you're cute. Um, but that's because they <laughs> yeah, want to know. They want to know. And you have to embrace those questions, whether it be from a little kid, from a teenager, from an adult. Like, from a 34-year-old man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when you shy away from it, it's t- it's showing the opposite message of, oh no, we don't act interact with people with disabilities. Right, and that is not and the case. That is not the message. Heck yeah! You know, it's amazing. Twenty percent of the population has a disability, and for me, when I found that out, I that is shocking. When you th- you know when you think about going to grocery stores, yeah. Target. 20% of the people there don't have a physical disability. Um, and so the ones that do have that physical appearance or physical disability, those are the ones that get stared at. Yeah, Those are the people that get talked about. Um, so those are teachable moments. I love that. 100%. That's very important to say. I will. I would like to add something to that. One of the shining moments. Instead, I threw all that dirt and <laughs> talking the bad stuff. I there was a gentleman in my in my gym who has a prosthetic leg, and my son asked, you know, what's going on with his leg, Dad? And I was kneeling down, changing my shoes, and I I asked the young gentleman, "Hey, man, do you mind sharing what happened?" And he kneeled down, and he spent a considerable amount of time telling my son exactly what happened and letting him touch this prosthetic leg and check it out. My son thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Well, his name was Tame, and he's going to be a guest on season two. His leg was lost in a fire in Africa when he was a child. I would have never known any of those things if my son wouldn't have. And I was sheepish at at first when he said that. I'm like, oh, no one, you know, don't put me in this tough situation. (laughs) That's what we right. want to do instantly, curl up in our turtle shell, right? It's like, <laughs> You're oh, right. dang. And something inside me is like, just f- figure it out. <laughs> figure it out, Nate. Yep. So, yeah. Heck, yeah. When we have yeah. those opportunities, and st- you know, it was uncomfortable as hell. I had so many butterflies, and it was terrible. But I met a yeah. friend. That, me and him talk every day in the gym now. We're giving fist bumps. I'm oh. like, hey, Tamey, what's up? So yeah, Tame Larson, shout out to you, dude. I can't wait for you to be on season two, but moral of the story is take those opportunities and ask those those tough questions. Heck yeah. There's this great book and I, the author is escaping me, but it's called Just Ask. Okay. And it's exactly what we're talking about. It's, it goes kind of through, it's a kid book. So it goes through a few different disabilities and all these kids have questions and the moral is just ask. Right. And yeah, I mean, not everyone is as open as me. Don't get me wrong, but many people are. They want to share their story. They Heck want yeah. to share their experiences, and they want to feel like a valued member of society. Yeah, you know, when we, oh, we have been stared at quite a bit already, and yeah. I'm, and to me, it's like, oh, how I hope you're staring because she's beautiful. So cute. But I have a feeling that there's something else behind it. Um, And so, yes, it is hard not to stare. Like, I am not perfect either. I have had, for sure, my own staring moments at other people too. But it's like, if you go and you talk to them and you treat them like a human, like they are, 
like you said, you can make a new friend. You yes. can learn something new. And I, I just love that so much. It's and perfect it will, for kids. Heck yeah. And it will break down your own barriers. It will completely change the type of things you think and why you think them when you realize your perceptions right. are just that. Just perceptions. It's not reality. Just perceptions. Yep. Hell yeah. One thing I do want. So one thing I'm completely ignorant on too is like uh, the um, development, the timeline that's completely independent upon each person too. What are some of the things that you guys are running into now? Cause she's a toddler. Eliza's two <laughs> years old, right? Yeah. She's two and a half and she is wild and wonderful. <laughs> wild. <laughs> wild too, is my yes. first go-to word. Yeah. I love that. Um, we have been seeing speech, physical therapy and occupational therapy essentially since she was born. Okay. So, and you and see, your husband, got, I'm sorry, you and your husband are both fully employed as well. Yes. So that's Which a lot to your schedule, right? Ooh, life gets really crazy. Sometimes we have to pick and choose some, you know, yeah. I took her today. You need to take her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, it's time for this specialist. I mean, it is busy it is busy i can't even imagine but, you know parents want what's best for their kid so you just figure it out Very, you just yep. have to figure it out so some of eliza's struggles right now well she's got a few don't get me wrong i guess i will start with her walking that one took us a while some kids with down syndrome don't learn to walk until there are three four five right this is because they have super low muscle tone Okay. And so, Eliza, you should see that girl. She needs to get in gymnastics as soon as she can. Her legs can go in every which way direction, which is adorable and also really, really hard for her to overcome when it comes to things like walking, okay. running, jumping. Yeah. So we go to, yeah, we go to physical therapy. She's got these great, adorable little pink shoes uh, with built in orthotics. Okay. And that just gives her some stability. And so we were told over and over, she probably won't walk till she's three. She probably won't walk until she's three and a half. And the month after she turned two, she was like, look out world. Here, <laughs> Here I, I come. come. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I love that. And it was such a good lesson for me too, because in my brain, I was stuck. She's not going to walk till she's yep. three. And here is my independent, strong girl. Don't put me on that timeline, you know. mom. <laughs> yeah, come on, mom. Don't yeah. limit me. And I think that's the another great lesson for me is I, I sometimes put expectations on her, and that is not my job. My that's little a great diva testament. girl. Yeah, my little diva girl is going to do what she wants to do and when she wants to do it. Uh, we used to joke a lot that parents were following milestones. And I should add, eight of my very close high school friends had babies within like a six-month time. <laughs> and so they are all posting about all of these magical, yeah. huge milestones they're meeting. And, and ooh, that is tough as a parent with a child with Down syndrome because we referred to them as inch stones yeah. because they were much slower, took right. her a lot more time. But also, I got to enjoy my baby far longer. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> Very true. I'm that is a good way to work. look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As someone with four who's experienced three babies and now we're on the last one. Yeah. yeah. It goes fast. 
It goes fast. It and does. so I didn't mind that she couldn't walk because she needed extra <laughs> snuggles for yeah. you know. <laughs> I like that. I love your, your outlook on that, Lauren. People can gain a lot from that. I think a huge amount can be gained from that. Now I'm a little bit like, girlfriend, can you please slow down? But that's a good thing. Heck yeah. It's a good thing. What pulls you to, to be such an advocate for her? You want to change I, the way it's perceived. I want to change the way it's perceived. I want to change your expectation of what you think she will be. Heck yeah. I want you to make friendships with those that have disabilities that are your age. Um, you know, I myself, this, I advocate, advocate, advocate. And I think I am not doing a good enough job becoming friends with adults with disabilities. I have loved going to, you know, Down syndrome events and getting to meet not only kids with Down syndrome, but adults with Down syndrome. Oh my goodness. They are fantastic humans. Yeah, They are incredible and they are people. And I think so often that we forget that these men's are humans yep. and, and yes, they are going to have cognitive delays. They might, not be able to speak as clearly as you and I, but they have a lot to say. And if you listen, you will fall in love. Yeah. They are some of the most empathetic, funny, um, stubborn, <laughs> sweet people. And you really do just need to give them a chance and, and challenge yourself too. Like I might feel uncomfortable sometimes, yeah being you know with this person but but that's how we grow as adults yeah. too Heck yeah. um yeah and so so i want to advocate because you know that's going back to that staring at the stores i want people to stare at her and want to be her friend and not stare and think oh that poor girl because yeah. i tell you what she is happy she <laughs> yeah. is heck yeah i call her my diva girl because girlfriend gets what she wants everybody that gets to know her loves her yeah. um i i say that there's this magic about people with down syndrome they are magnetic and to know them is to love them and we bring her to doctor after doctor after specialist and Every time we leave, they're like, oh, my gosh, she is amazing, Lauren. Yeah. And it just feels so good to know that we are changing lives every day by meeting yes. new people. Very true. Very true. Just by the, the daily walk that we're taking. Yes. Heck, yeah. Yes. And you said that you had said earlier, you know, up to 20% of the population faces a disability, whether we can see it on the outside or not. And that's yes, a testament. That is huge. Yeah, and that's it's a testament huge. for us going forward to just be nice to everybody. Just be nice, right? It sounds so simple, but you know, we can all do better. Myself yeah. included. So myself included as well in that. So your future plans, you're never gonna stop advocating. And um what's the plans with uh parent groups and Jack's basket? 
Yeah. So I, I pretty much am one of those people that can't say no to things. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <And> equally <laughs> blessing and a equally curse. wonderful. It is, it really is. Yeah. And so I am a, a little regional uh, parent group coordinator. Okay. And so I get families together and we just meet and we talk and we have, sometimes we'll have speakers. Sometimes it's very formal, but most of the time it's just so we can be with each other and build community and it just there's that again that feeling of you get what i am going through when i get what you are going through um there's yearly picnics and two or three kids are running away and two or three kids are having meltdowns (laughs) and not a single parent bats an eye because they're like oh yeah mine does that too and it just feels so good to be around people that are not you know thinking differently of yeah. your child Heck yeah. um, to be accepted. So yes, accepted. Oh yeah. So I love to lead that group. Jack's basket has been amazing connecting with new moms who are fragile and need that hand held. Uh, yeah. That's been my favorite too. Um, and so just, it's also super changed my way as a teacher and the education that I bring to my students, but also the education I bring to my teammates as well. Um, They don't have the perspective of having a child with a disability. And so I can say like, ooh, we need to change this and this, or please use person first language. Um, And what that means is Eliza is not a Downs child. She's a child who has Down syndrome that are simply Eliza. And those little switches too are hugely important. And they make, they make a person feel like a person person. and not a diagnosis. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that with that. I think it's, it's uh, the proper place to wrap that up in the news of your second baby coming soon. So congratulations on that, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was the uh, last episode of season one. So you were the very last guest of the first season of The World with Nate. So thank you so much for taking your time to come on. I am honored. Thank you for letting me share our story. Heck yeah. So before you get out of here, though, I told you I had to take you to a place called the Firing Range, which is a this or that game. (laughs) Are you all prepared? Okay, deep breath. Let's do this. Don't get too worked up. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I would like to uh, take a minute to thank Zach Everman and his, and his wife Sam and their family. Zach owns Pixel Labs, and he took a chance on me when I just had a wild idea to start a podcast. I don't know where I would be without Zach and Pixel Labs and the family I've made here, and I'm super grateful for everything that him and his family has done for me. Another shout out to Noah and Tyler and Aaron and all the people here that helped me make my dreams a reality. Season two is going to be sponsored by Buck Kurt, and I appreciate everything he has done for me. Watch out January 1st of 2022, and we'll have another episode. Without any further ado, Lauren, are you ready for your episode (laughs) of The Firing Range? Ready. First question is orange juice or apple juice? Apple juice. Iowa or Minnesota? Minnesota. (laughs) Cyclones or Hawkeyes? Cyclones. Baby stage or toddler? Toddler. Learner or a teacher? Oh, that's not nice. Um, Learner. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Passion or stability? 
Passion. Top shelf or bargain buy? <laughs> bargain. <laughs> A warm climate or four seasons? Four seasons. And your final one, read a book, see a movie, or be on the World with Nate podcast. World with Nate. Heck yeah. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. I think you are an amazing human. The way that you can help nurture and teach and grow our community and those going forward, I think it was an amazing way to finish off season one. So thank you so much. Thank you. Go out there and be kind. Thank Heck you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Have a good night, Lauren. You too. And come back to the world with Nate season two in 2022. Have a good week, everyone. If you have an incredible story you'd like to tell, and I've yet to reach out to you, please contact me directly at theworldwithnatepodcast at gmail.com. This project was made with love by Pixel Labs. This year has brought a ton of firsts for all of us. One of these firsts I'm particularly proud of is my recent home decluttering project. But with the completion of this project, it brought about a new challenge, finding room for all of my treasures. Maybe it's not treasure. Maybe it's your household items or a vehicle or camper. Maybe you do simply just want to declutter after the hectic year. If you find yourself in a similar situation, please contact my friend at Current Storage. You can contact Buck at 319-269-9510 for all of your storage needs. They currently have locations available in Hudson, Cedar Falls, Mason City, Grundy Center, New Hartford, Webster City, and Decorah for all of your storage needs. Are you looking to sell farmland or recreational timber? Matt Tobin is a land specialist with High Point Land Company and has buyers ready to purchase land now. Land prices, coupled with historically low interest rates, make it the best time to buy or sell your property. Please give Matt a call at 563-451-7390 if you are looking to buy or sell land in all of Iowa.